Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. Hi and welcome to this episode of Talking Wyndham, the podcast from the Committee for Wyndham. My name's Kevin Hillier and a double barrel episode today. We're going to be talking to Nick Sadakis now. Nick was the uh, recipient of the 2019 John Nickel Community Service Award and for very good reason too, as you would imagine. Uh, with uh, the work that Nick's done over the years uh, down in Werribee South as a uh, as the head of the Werribee South Ratepayers Association, also a long-time Rotarian with the Hoppers Crossing Rotary Club, very heavily involved in the Manor Court Werribee Aged Care Facility on the board there and uh, has, has helped out there for many, many years. And of course, is is a former, actually, executive director of the Committee for Wyndham. Uh, all those things together with the advocacy work that, uh, that Nick does and uh, the fact that he is uh, one, of the, uh, one of the wise men of, uh, of the western suburb and certainly one of the wise men of Werribee South and of the, uh, of the city of Wyndham. Uh, he deservedly got that award. I'm going to have a chat to him about uh, his thoughts on uh, on how the area's changed over the years and what the future holds as well as uh, what's going on down in Werribee South at the moment. No one better to talk to about that area and to get his thoughts on uh, on the city of Wyndham and Werribee South as it sits at the moment. And in the second part, we're going to talk to you about uh, the uh, Little River Country Fair, which is coming up. Big night, Friday, March 20, at the uh, primary school at Little River. A big concert as part of the uh, celebrations and a, a double celebration, really, because uh, Glenn Shorrick's going to be appearing at that Little River uh, Country Fair. And, of course, you remember Glenn is the lead singer of the Little River Band, named after, uh, well, we'll find out about uh, the naming of the of the band and Glenn returning to the area after uh, after many, many years to uh, to celebrate a significant milestone. That's all coming up. Nick Sadakis and Glenn Shorick in this edition of Talking Wyndham. Hope you enjoy it. Nick, welcome to the Talking Wyndham podcast. Uh, you've been uh, an iconic name around uh, the city of Werribee and the and the city of Wyndham over the years. Uh, when when did when did you start in Werribee? I was born uh, in Werribee yep. at the uh, good at start. Was Wandine Hospital. Yeah, and I'm 71 years of age. Uh, a descendant from two people from Greece. Um, my father came out in 1938, and my mother in 1948, and I was born here in Australia. So has Werribee South always been uh, home? Yes, it has. Uh, well, I, 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 um, most of the time I've lived at Werribee South with the family and then when I got married uh, for about eight or nine years, uh, I was in Hoppers Crossing and then had the opportunity uh, to build at Werribee South and I've been here ever since. Um, for around about 40 years now at Werribee South uh, at, on, this, on this occasion. And um, other than living in uh, Sydney for... 12 or more months and about three years in uh, four years in Perth, um, I've spent all my life in uh, in Werribee, Wyndham and the surrounds. You must have and, an amazing uh, view on, on how much it's changed in that time. Uh, it certainly has. Um, yeah. <laughs> From an old town, about three or 4,000 uh, people or 10,000 people to, um, you know, when I was playing football and so forth at, uh, in Werribee to, um, to, to now um, with the uh, so many streets that you get lost. <laughs> um, uh, the, what about Werribee South itself? I mean, I know we've, we've seen the developments around the marina and all that, but it, is the basic sort of um, middle part, I guess, the core of Werribee South still very much as it has been for a number of years? Uh, yes, yes, yes. The, the farming operations have changed uh, significantly uh, from, you know, 
in the earlier days, everyone was a small farmer. Um, but in latter years, um, half a dozen or more major farmers have, have, have come together. They've um, got a lot of the smaller farmers working for them and growing crops and uh, and, and, and so forth. So it's changed uh, quite a bit. There's an enormous amount of people who live in our city now, given the way it's grown in the last 10 to 15, even 20 years, that have no idea whatsoever what goes on in Werribee South. How would, how would you describe what goes on in Werribee South to the, to the people who don't know about it? Oh, it, it's... <laughs> It, it's something that uh, is, you know, referred to as the third bowl of uh, Victoria, uh, and there's no doubt about that in terms of the uh, the lettuce and cauliflower and cabbage and uh, broccoli that's grown here. Uh, it's very intensive farming. Uh, most people that um, plant crops can uh, can grow uh, a, a crop every, um, you know, four crops a year per hectare, uh, which is quite unique. Um, at the moment, um, there's always been water problems, but um, they're pretty well. Uh, sorted out with uh, recycled water coming on stream, you know, 10 or so years back. It's uh, just a mosaic of colours, depending what time of yeah. uh, the day or the year that you drive down here. It's it, a tourist attraction in itself. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also obviously a, a very important and integral uh, economic factor for not only the, the city of Wyndham, but also for Victoria, I would have thought. Yes, it is. Yeah, there's probably about six, 700 people that are directly employed in the uh, in the farming area here. Um, I think it's anywhere between 150 or nearly $200 million worth of um, farm gate turnover um, yeah, per year. It's, yeah, it's, it's very, very important. And as I said, uh, most of the lettuce during the, the lettuce season, which is pretty much all year round, comes from uh, from uh, Werribee South. The cauliflowers and the broccoli particularly uh, are very much uh, you know emanate from Werribee South. Nick, what's been and the... the farming, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, the, the, the farming uh, has been styled to... Um, to operate, um, you know, four crops a year because they, they're um, the, the plantings of broccoli, lettuce, and so forth are very advanced. So lettuce takes about nine to twelve weeks to uh, from planting to mature, and uh, the same or a little bit longer for uh, broccoli and cauliflowers. But uh, and that's the reason that they can grow um, so many crops per year. Is that was that the challenge when uh, when the market gardening started to be able to find a twelve month a year cycle that worked? Yeah, they had, well, they, they had different crops. Uh, in the early days, you know, pe- people grew uh, tomatoes on the ground, they grew potatoes, they grew peas, um, potatoes and so forth. And these things take a long time um, to, to actually grow and yield and then um, uh, be ploughed in. Uh, the crops that they grow now, um, as I said, you know, within uh, two or three months, they're planted and, uh, and harvested and then they can plant again. That's... So there's a different crop variety that are grown now than, than what they were before. Yeah. That generational thing where it's handed from family to a member to the next family member, is that is that succession still going on in Werribee South? There, there was talk at one stage that that was kind of dying off a little. For the farmers that have got their act together um, that operate on a, a form of corporate structure, it, it does work because most of the family members uh, run various sections of the farming operations. For the smaller farmers that... Um, uh, their sons or daughters weren't able to uh, to build on the farms uh, and have moved into you know Werribee and so forth. Um, they're, they're they're a dying breed. They're the ones that are actually now supplying vegetables just to um, you know the major growers here. What um, what's the biggest threat for the Werribee South Food Bowl if we if we call it that uh, going uh, heading into the future? Oh, just the the, the pressure on um, it, it being redeveloped for for housing, the heat island effect from uh, you know residential estates getting close to the border uh, changes the temperature, t- changes the um, 
the whole um, you know uh, psyche of the area because um, you know when there's a north wind and uh, the rooftops actually increase the uh, the temperature by three or four degrees and it blows across the farms and it changes the uh, uh, the optimum temperature that vegetables like to grow. It gets a bit hotter than normal. So I, I would say that you know the, the sheer pressure of um, you know housing development encircling the area would be the, the biggest pressure and the, the heat island effect from um, temperature changes. The housing development part of it, I mean, we've seen the marina start to develop in the last few years. In, in to, I'm not quite sure how big that's going to get or, or what the, the, the overall big, well, it, big it, picture it, plans are. It's, um, as I understand it, it's at its maximum size. Yep. Uh, I'm on a committee um, uh, with, with council that looks to uh, preserve the area as a food bowl, and we try and ensure that uh, the rules and regulations that are that are there under the Greenwich uh, uh, plan uh, are adhered to, and um, there's you know, no new development going to take place other than um, an occasional house being built. Uh, but the the actual residential development within the 3,000 hectares that uh, is the food bowl um, is not going to change very much. Uh, the, and we'll like to keep it that way. The the, the green wedge uh, sort of that's been around for a, a number of years now it seems to have kind of uh, the the boundary seems to have moved a little bit, or is that is that just a perception I have from the outside that it's actually always uh, been always been a solid yeah, thing? Yeah, not 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 in the food bowl area. The only area that it's moved is is the uh, Wyndham Harbour, which okay. is about hundred or so hectares got taken out of the the three thousand plus uh, hectares of the uh, the food bowl area. Um, the Green Ridge is a little bit bigger than that, and some of it, uh, it has gone to housing and will go to housing, but it's not the actual food bowl area itself. From a, it's on the peripherals, and, and the other major changes are the other Green Wedges that are, um, you know, uh, west of Werribee and north of Werribee, um, which are, um, you know, getting smaller because of the expansion of the housing area and the shifting of the urban growth boundary. The uh, the obviously the the Wyndham Harbour area has become a very integral part of Werribee South as, as it all sort of sits um, as a Werribee South ratepayer and a, a, the head of the Ratepayers Association for many many years. Is that is that a good thing uh, for the for the development of the area or has that been a challenging thing for you the farming industry to work in with? Well, or? It, look, it, it's a in my mind it's a good thing, but it's certainly been very challenging. Um, you know, farmers are very uh, touchy in, from the point of view of um, people um, complaining about mud on roads and, um, you know, slow traffic and so forth. Yep. But they were there first. There's the farmers have got the right to farm. The people that have moved into the um, uh, Wyndham Harbour and, uh, and and the old area of uh, Werribee South, you know, should be cognizant of that and um, make less noise and uh, and try and offend farmers because uh, they're, they're, they want to do their business and um, there's going to be more traffic movements as uh, small farmers get out and the big farmers lease area. So there's more movement to tractors, there's more mud on the roads, and that won't go away. It doesn't matter where you go, you can go to any place in Europe and you'll find the same thing where there's farming uh, adjoins um, urban areas. The uh, the uh, the way that um, I guess the that that sort of if you want to call it the left hand side of the highway as you head down to towards Geelong, that's gone from being sort of a wasteland where you know the Point Cook Airbase used to be, and then on the on the other side of the road to that there was nothing. Now now you would notice it, uh, you know, having been in the area for seventy odd years, uh, just just that absolute uh, mushroom of growth that's happened in the oh, Hoppers yeah. Crossing area and all all through there has just been yeah. a- unbelievable. Yeah, well, the Point Cook area was just dry farming. There were um, uh, you know, one or two farmers ran, uh, ran, you know, sheep. 
there was some grain growing in early areas there, but there's not much land left. Uh, with the aviators field um, uh, urban estate going in, uh, that's where the S-bends are at Point Cook, um, north of the um, D1 drain. Um, that'll be the last of the uh, area that was um, farmland. Yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly a yeah, big, big change. Uh, and I, I don't want to sort of paint you into being a, a one-trick pony either in terms of just being uh, the market gutter. I mean, you're also obviously a man with a conscience about a lot of the infrastructure in the area and things like uh, – I know you're very heavily involved with the Wirree Hospital Foundation and how that uh, that side of things works for the area the way it's, the way it's growing. Oh, yeah. Look, I'm a strong supporter of the public hospital system. Um, without it, um, you know, all these private and other uh, ancillary hospital things just wouldn't operate. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's very, very important to the health, uh, to our health system. And, you know, and I've also been a, a red tear for 40 odd years. And I think that, um, you know, community service um, uh, is important, uh, you know, via community clubs like that. You know, I've been involved with, um, you know, getting, New water resources down to Werribee South. Um, I was involved with um, the uh, Quality Community Task Force when it came in, uh, and, and, a, and a previous chair of it, which is you know uh, things to do with uh, the current um, strategic plan that Wyndham's got. Government legislation in relation to the Green Wedge, as I said, introduction to the um, to, of recycle water. I got into residential aged care uh, about twenty years ago as well. I wanted, and, I wanted um, to mention that, yeah. <laughs> and, and and you know the, the 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 philanthropic and the residential aged care are two tough areas, and particularly uh, the, the residential aged care now uh, it, it is getting tougher and tougher. Has the ability for all our governments at whatever level you want to talk about uh, their ability to keep up with what's happening in our city uh, something that uh, that is going to be a constant challenge, or is it a challenge that you can see us eventually getting on top of? Uh, I can't see them ever getting on top of. Um, it, it, it's huge. I mean, the the the, the backlog of um, new roads to be built, the backlog of um, um, you know road maintenance um, by council is, is just enormous, and you know, trying to catch catch up is, um, is is going to be nearly impossible. The area would just have to uh, stop growing. In other words, it, it just reaches reaches its maximum growth within the boundaries that are that are there. For it to, to be a catch-up, and um, knowing that the population is going to uh, population growth is going to be important for Australia's survival, uh, I can see the boundaries keep moving out, and um, there's always going to be a catch-up. You, you're a strong advocate for the Werribee South area. We mentioned the aged care uh, involvement that you have, and the hospital involvement that you have, and, and many other parts of the community that you that you've been involved with over the years. The council, the state parliament, the federal parliament, uh, did any of them at any stage ever kind of, uh, ra- they on the Sadakis radar to, to represent in a more formal way than the way you advocate these days? Look, uh, I've had you know, many times um, uh, been approached to, you know, go for council. but I'll bet uh, I you thought, have. No, yeah, I, uh, I'm not a masochist, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer to be outside the tent throwing uh, the hand grenades inside the tent. Uh, rather than being inside a tent, having a people take pot shots at you. <laughs> no, fair enough. I understand that completely. What about this latest little fracas with the uh, the dumping of the uh, the soil, uh, looking like it might uh, uh, finish up in, uh, being somewhere in the in the city of Wyndham area? Unbelievable. Um, it, it's just amazing that uh, all this keeps coming up. You know, year after year after year. I can just remember I was on a, a political consultative committee 
And, uh, you know, when we heard that uh, there was this um, PFAT stuff uh, at the airbase at Point Cook, and, and it's only just uh, in the last few years that the government, federal government, has cleaned it up to the tune of about $30 million. Yep. Uh, and now, um, potentially, they want to create another problem with, um, you know, um, soil that's uh, toxic and put it in somewhere where it could leach, go to the river. Uh, that uh, then could go to the groundwater uh, that Werribee South relies on. It could go um, to the river water, which Werribee South, you know, relies on, the golf course, the uh, the zoo, uh, a whole lot of other tourist acti- activities as well. Uh, I just find it unbelievable that... Um, even though it's supposed to be short term, why this couldn't have been sorted out in the at the start when they knew wherever they were putting the tunnel that there would be toxic soil, and there's already two sites where the toxic soil could go, which is um, one is in Sunbury and one is in um, I can't think of the other area. It's just within north of north of Wyndham. So talking about a temporary lodging just seems to smack of stupidity. And I think in some way the government is trying to protect uh, people like Transurban not paying uh, the cost of actually uh, putting the soil somewhere because if it's going to go to uh, state government land, uh, they won't be paying uh, so many dollars per cubic metre to store the soil. I mean, even clean fill, it costs somewhere around $2 a cubic metre to store it somewhere on a farm. Now, goodness knows how much it would cost to uh, store toxic soil. And the word temporary is uh, is used in a very loose fashion, I would have thought, in uh, in, in that regard. You and <laughs> yeah. I both know how, how that temporary thing works. Yeah, oh, many things start off temporarily. Yeah, but, um, yeah. yeah exactly. And they can't do anything about them later on. Um, you mentioned uh, before your footy, you played a bit of footy around the Werribee area, which is uh, obviously a good, uh, good, yeah, good memory was, for you. Um, yeah, I think it was about 14 years when I played with the Werribee Juniors yep. you know, under the, the late Charlie Farrelly and uh, Lou Plumage and then, I moved to the uh, first VFA um, uh, thirds team, uh, played for 12 months with them, played with the seconds, played a few games in the first and broke a leg, and uh, that finished my career in 1970. Yeah. A long, long time back. Yeah. Uh, what's, um, what, what's your favourite spot in Werribee to kind of relax, chill, and just, you know, take a few moments out? Have you got a favourite spot? Oh, look, I, I, I love going out to... Um, uh, Wyndham Case, or even to the marina to have a cup of coffee. Um, even when people want to have a chat with me, uh, I usually say, "Like I'll meet you at the marina or come uh, kind to of other other locations like um, like the Case and uh, the the views restaurant in uh, at the golf course, yep. and, and even Sanctuary Lakes." Um, you know, I enjoy those places. They're uh, they're world uh, world class, and um, we should make more use of them. Absolutely. the uh, The twenty nineteen John Nickel Community Service Award that you won. What what did that mean to you, Nick? Look, it meant a, a lot. I was absolutely, um, you know, honoured to, uh, to to be chosen. Um, I certainly feel very humble. And given that um, I had worked with John and he was a long-standing friend and a fellow up here and a, and a fellow participant in a wide range of community activities, I was absolutely proud that um, I won something with um, his name on it, you know, uh, and um, for it to be presented with uh, with the, the, the trophy uh, with the son Brett, uh, who I've known a long time, and he's been involved with me in Manor Court and a few other um, uh, activities. Uh, I was, yeah, absolutely chuffed about it. If you're selling uh, the city of Wyndham and Werribee and Werribee South and the whole area to uh, to someone who's never seen it before, what would you, where would you send them, and what would you tell them about the place? In actual fact, I have taken a few uh, tour groups um, 
Chinese tour groups there, and yeah. um, usually, um, um, uh, you know, where it be south, the coastline, the actual uh, uh, aviation museum, the mansion grounds, which are you know world famous, you know, the the sporting precincts. Um, yeah, I've got no hesitation of uh, taking people and uh, being proud to be able to show them that. Good on you, Nick. It's been terrific to catch up. Thanks for spending some time with us on the Talking Wyndham podcast. We we appreciate it and uh, continued success and good health in the future. Thank you very much, Kevin, and good luck to you. Okay, so the Little River Festival's coming up on the uh, March, on the 20th of March, Friday the 20th of March. Glenn Shorrock's performing at it. And, of course, legend has it that, uh, you know, whilst driving uh, towards Geelong to a gig, get all kind of uh, – history was made. Glenn Shorrock's mm. on the line now to tell us whether that is in fact true or is it myth or is it legend or is it been blown up over the years. Hello, Glenn. How are you? Uh, how are you, Kevin? Good? Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. Um, you, you were, in fact, on the, uh, on the old road to Geelong and you did see the sign. Correct. Now, I think you were around about that time as well in your early days of uh, radio. Yes, I was. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Little River Exit One Mile was the uh, trigger. Uh, had we gone another mile down the road, we could have been called Wrong Way Go Back. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> at that time, were you, were you performing at that time as Mississippi or was, uh, was the, the band actually have yeah. a name? Uh, no, not really, but I think I think we were sort of formally former members of Mississippi Axiom or whatever, that, all that sort of stuff. But, uh, yeah, we, we were searching for a name, and um, it was me. I said, First of all, I, I thought, oh, Little River sounds like a song, yeah. which, of course, it was. Um, that, that, that was Yellow River, of course. And uh, then I went, oh, what about Little River back? And uh, they just said, oh, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but, it, but it stuck. <laughs> And you actually you went, you went to Little River and did a clip, did you know about nineteen seventy six? Yeah, yeah. On the uh, Little River Railway, we pinched the sign off it as well. I remember Glen Whitney pinched that off the off the railway station, <laughs> and um, lo and behold, uh, as as we were doing filming that uh, particular clip, I think it was the shutdown turn off or something, one of our singles. Uh, we were surprised by a bunch of kids with signs. Saying we are the original Little River Band, <laughs> the school band, you know. Yeah. And uh, well, we all know what turned out with that, with the name now. You know, it's, it's turned full circle. Yeah. It's, it's weird. The ghost of LRB still talks to me, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Now you're doing this the festival you're doing down there. The uh, the country fair is uh, is on uh, as we said Friday, March 20th. And you're teaming up with Wendy Matthews is also on the on the uh, the bill that night. So. What sort of stuff yeah. uh, for the people who are going to head down there? We're going to get all the old favourites as well as what? Uh, we, we, we might do a couple of songs together. I'm not quite sure of uh, how it's structured at the moment. But, of course, Wendy will be doing all her lovely songs. Yep. And, um, you know, her and I have been pals for a long while. Uh, I was instrumental in bringing her, bringing her out from uh, L.A. back in the 19, early 80s when, uh, when I was doing a solo. Uh, tour, and she came out and, and did backup vocals for me, and ended up staying here, right, and, and forging her own career. So you know, we see a lot of each other, um, and uh, I'll be doing, um, you know, all the usual Sherbet songs. Yes, <laughs> 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 how's that? And Silvery Moon, and yeah, all the all, all the massive. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I love, I love. 
I love to pull me one of all those hits. <laughs> but I don't but I don't do horses. <laughs> ah, very good. Very good indeed. No, looking forward to it. It's going to be a terrific show. So that'll be, uh, uh, for you, I, I guess, a, a revisit of the place that uh, that gave the name to, well, I guess the, yeah. the most famous band that you're involved with. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's going to be a labour of love. I'm looking forward to it as well. Well, thanks to Glenn and also my thanks to Nick Sadakis who joined us earlier, the 2019 John Nickel Community Service Award recipient. Hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Talking Wyndham podcast. Don't forget to get all the details of what's going on with the Committee for Wyndham on their website, on their Facebook page, and keep involved in our community as we will uh, each and every week on this podcast, bringing you the stories of the people and events that are going on around the place. Hope you've enjoyed this one, uh, and uh, you'll get down a little river on the 20th of March and uh, have a look at Glenn Shorrock and Wendy Matthews. Live in concerts, free entry, so it'll be a terrific, uh, terrific concert. Starts from uh, three in the afternoon, and of course, Glenn and uh, Wendy will be on uh, towards the evening. But uh, enjoy that. We thank uh, Glenn for being on the podcast and Nick. And we'll see you next time. I'm Kevin Hillier. Take care. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. <laughs>